right? All right, so we've been talking about purpose here for about six weeks. Well, this is our sixth, sixth, sixth week, you know. <laughs> Certain enunciations don't work for some of us, right? Uh, and so we, 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 I didn't plan this. I, I sure did not plan what I said earlier and, and what I'm about to open up with. So we've been talking about finding purpose. So, so today we're going to talk about let purpose find you in place. Let purpose find you in place, right? So we're talking about finding purpose, but, but I, I just want to challenge us that sometimes we're trying to find purpose, but most of the time purpose is trying to find us, right? And purpose can't find you if you're not in place, you're not in position, right? All right, so let's, let's look here at Proverbs 29. Let's go here, Proverbs 29. And I hope uh, if you, you know, if sometimes I'm going too fast, you go back and, and, and check out the video. You've been taking good notes. Um, before the book comes out, you'll already be ahead of it, you know. <laughs> you know, just kind of research and study because this purpose thing has been something that's uh, at times been eluding us, but sometimes we, it's been right in front of us, right, right in front of our faces. <laughs> All right, so uh, verse 18, uh, 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So where there's no visual focus, people perish. Or, or, or and then, and then but so, so you say, so now why did it say, that he that keepeth the law. So the law is, is, is introducing our boundaries. So, so the law keeps us in line with purpose. You know, we've talked about this before. Matthew 7 says, narrow is the way leads to life and peace, but broad is the way that leads to destruction. Because if I stay on a narrow path to purpose, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be in peace. So vision keeps me on path. I see uh, the, the path that I'm supposed to go, I'll suppose, as opposed to I can be uh, blinded and I can easily uh, drift outside of the lines of purpose. Mm -hmm. I can end up doing anything and everything as opposed to the only thing, mm -hmm. right? But my peace is going to be in place of purpose or in what I'm designed to do, right? So I got to watch getting caught up. Sometimes we, we're, we're in the right path. We're doing the right things. We was talking, uh, we was talking about this before, and we're, everything's fine. But then we start to see somebody else doing something. I don't know. They purchase a house. They purchase a car. They get a particular type of job, or they get a particular type of promotion, and you feel some kind of way. You don't feel some kind of way when you're on your purpose path. You feel some kind of way when you now start to measure yourself up to somebody else's lane, yeah. right? One thing I learned about track is everybody got a lane. Stay in your lane, <laughs> right? Okay, so, so just keep that in mind. So vision helps that, you know. That's why we have a vision every year. And if you, if you look through the vision, anybody that's been around, you'll start to see the breadcrumbs along the year that lines up what God said at the beginning of the year. You know, we was, uh, we was just at class, right? Right? It was that class. And, and, and just out of nowhere, we experienced what? Supernatural restoration. Like, because we talked about a true star. Ain't that right, Amelia? Right? Right? But, but you wouldn't even have recognized it if, if there was no vision. Right? So let me ask you this. Where does purpose find us? Because we need to be found in place. So what is the place purpose needs to find us? There's a certain place purpose is looking for us to be at, right? And I'm going to tell you what that place is. That place is, is in preparation. Purpose will find you in preparation, right? Now, uh, Hebrews 10.36 says this. It says, you have need of patience after you've done the will of God, completed the preparation, right? Right? Then you receive the promises, the purpose, Right? You have need of patience, though. Now, 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 let's go back to what we said. I'm on the right path. I've locked in. I finally locked in because I was wilding out. I was tripping. I locked into God. He shows me what to do, and I'm doing fine, right? But, but as we were talking about on um, Wednesday, we were talking about the different tests we go through, the wilderness tests, right? We can talk about 
some tests this week. But we're talking about this. So, so, so now I'm being tested and tempted, right? Count all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, different tests or trials, right? So now I'm being tempted to, to, to not be patient on my path because now I'm seeing what happens to everybody else. But you understand there's a lot of planes that fly at the airport, but they don't all go to the destination, same destination, and they don't all arrive at the same time. Matter of fact, if they arrive at the same time, somebody got to wait. Stuck in the air, they can't land in the purpose, Right? Because they have to wait their turn. You understand what I'm saying? We are all in this life, but we all don't have the same birthday. But we act like we're supposed to all have the same birthday. Well, purpose has a birthday. Right? And somebody's having their purpose birthday, but they're not against your birthday. They're just having their birthday. So you celebrate their birthday and wait on yourself to get celebrated when it's your birthday. I'm still talking about purpose. Right? Does it make sense so far? Right? So, so, so again, but we have need of patience. After we've done the will of God, we're going to have our purpose birthday too. But we can't get antsy because we don't feel the, the, the shine of, of the adorning ourselves with what they're adorning ourselves with. We can't boast the same bank account they can. We don't have the same attention that they have. Right? So we can't get impatient. We just have to do God's will so we can get our promise. Because a lot of times what you don't realize is people that are out ahead of you are the same people that end up behind you when God births you into what you purpose to do. Right? So you can, you can get off of doing God's will to try to match up with them, never get to your purpose, and always be behind them because they're in their purpose. Right? So they're in their purpose. You'll always be behind. You'll always be catching up. The way you accelerate is to get in your lane and follow your purpose. All right? You got that so far? So that's Hebrews 10.36, right? It makes a little sense. All right, because we have a preparation for our purpose. So instead of focusing on purpose, which we normally do, we might want to find our preparation first. Right? We, we can get so, ah, I can't do this. Well, just, and sometimes we'll rush into something and then we got to go backwards because we can't really perform well because we're not ready for it because we skip purpose, right? We manipulated our way to this platform. And the whole time we hoping nobody sees us. Hey, hey, we're overwhelmed. We go, man, I just can't find a time to plan. Well, you would have found a time to plan ahead of time if you would have Pass the test in preparation. Preparation would have showed you what was coming and how to prepare for it. But since you done rushed your way into a place that you're not ready for, you're overwhelmed. Putting out fires. Then you feel all funky, then you try to put out another fire. Then you get that funky, you try to put out another fire. When, I, when, you, when we need to slow down, slow down and embrace purpose. See, you know why we rush out of purpose? Because somebody else is doing their purpose. So we go, well, it's just, taking, it's just taking long. You know, it's just taking too long. Well, I'm just going to do something because it's not taking long. It's taking its time. Yeah. Yeah, to, every, to everything, there's a season. There's a time for every purpose. Ecclesiastes 3, right? Purpose has an appointed time. Man, let it have its time. You're, hey, you're not bored. You're in preparation. Preparation is busy. It is not boring. And there's plateaus within the preparation. That makes sense because you're under tutors and governors what? To the uh, what? Of who? Of my feelings? Of what they're doing? No, of the father, right? Right, okay. That makes sense, right? Now, so purpose finds us in preparation, right? That's where it locates us. It attracts to preparation. Purpose is looking for preparation. I'm just looking for some preparation. But when you ain't in preparation, purpose is going to walk right by you. Right? Because you're out of place. Right? Right? You, you, you're actually already at the location, having not got the instructions or the directions of what you're supposed to be doing while you're there. Right? Now, preparation needs to find us, locate us too. Preparation finds us at a location too. It's called service. Right? It's called service. Our preparation is found in service. Right? 
So this is the thing. If I'm trying to get in purpose, I must serve in purpose. Right? Right, let's, go to, let's go to Luke. It's familiar scripture at this church. Actually, we just had a helps meeting, which was interesting. Right? We just had a helps meeting, which is a helps mini- meeting for all the people that are involved in helps ministry. Right? At 915. That happens every month, right? Right? This is the last Sunday of every month, Right? So even if we don't announce it, which we will, even if you don't get a, a, a notification on BAN, BAN is the app that we all can communicate and we can get our notifications. Even if you don't hear the announcement, you can like put in your calendar right now. Every month. Don't, don't the calendars on your phone, like you can just put in there that remind you every month because it says, you know, does it say something like uh, repeat? And then you can say, is it once a week, twice a week, three times, or once a month, right? Okay, I just, I'm just, that, that was a slight bit of sarcasm there. So I apologize for the sarcasm, but like, I didn't want to be all cold about it. But I'm just saying, we can do these things, you know, because I guarantee you, you, you got a, a notification for that concert. She said, what concert? Oh, oh, yeah, for the concert, you know, or the basketball game. You know, right? So just just keep those things in mind. Slight sarcasm, but some a lot of truth was in that statement I just made. Okay, right? Because we're growing together. We're a family, right? We want to be challenged too, right? Y'all challenge us all the time, right? Y'all do. Well, what about this? I, I better know. I better know. Like I better know. Like y'all, y'all be coming like authority. Like what? What? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I heard what you said, Pastor. But what about this? And I better have an answer because if I don't have an answer, you're gonna say, "Well, I don't have to do that then." So I'm cha- I'm challenged all the time, right? But you know what? Some of this challenging y'all doing with me for the people that's coming to the, the seven o'clock class, y'all gonna shut it down because we also challenging God like that, right? Because of that reason. But we'll get into that in class. We, you know, that's, we're in chapter 9 right now. So maybe I should read in advance, right? Chapter 9. All right, that's spiritual authority class, 7 a.m. on Saturdays, okay? All are welcome. All right, so, so we talked about our preparation is found in service. If I'm trying to get in purpose, I must serve in purpose. So Luke 16 is, is, is our scripture. Uh, uh, we're going to start here at verse 10. Luke 16, verse 10. And, and again, uh, some of y'all, before I went there, you know the scripture. But, but, but you, you know the scripture, you can recite the scripture, but have you become the scripture? So until we become the scripture, God's going to say these scriptures over and over and over and over and over until we become it. Not if we can regurgitate it. But people start to look at you and see the scripture through your lives. Right? Remember, we talked about God communicates through revelation, through the vehicle of inspiration, but it's for us to get what? Okay, so you, 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 we're going to move you from the front seat to the back of the class, right? What is it? What is it, Venetia? Illumination. Thank you, right? All right, so, so, but when, when we're illuminated, it becomes real to us and it's something we become. Right? And we don't blurt out the wrong answer, right? <laughs> we just picking. That, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's our classmate that we like to pick with, right? Right? All right. All right. Uh, too much is given, much is required, right? He knows a lot, so he gets a lot. Pastor Mel's over there cracking jokes. All right, so Luke 16, 10. It says, he that is faithful, full of faith, consistent, um, not movable, and that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust and least is, is unjust also in much. So, so again, just the backdrop of the scripture is the preparation and the testing is seeing how you handle what little you have. Because that's a gauge of how you're going to be when you get more. 
Like, 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 you know, some of us are bleeding for billions of dollars. Well, the gauge is how you're handling the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I just gave you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, and some people say, well, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, go back to the other letter. What? I'm not at the hundreds of thousands yet. But well, what I'm saying is you actually have managed the hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you collect, if you, if you go with the collection of all that you've gotten paid, especially in this day and time, you know, uh, within the last couple of years, you probably had hundreds of thousands of dollars collectively, all the finances come through your house. So, so God is seeing how you manage that. So the tithe this shows us how we manage that. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So am I faithful in the seed of what I have now? Because then it's going to show if this is my default, it's going to be my default with much. But if I'm cheating on the seed at this level, why would God give me more? Okay, all right. Just, that wasn't sarcastic. <laughs> that wasn't sarcastic. That, that, that's Bible. All right, let's go to verse 11. <laughs> all right, if, there, if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, now that actually in the Greek is interpreted as money, who will commit to you trust, who will commit to your trust the true riches? So, so, so we don't have to use it as money. We can just go back with the seed. If you're not faithful in the seed, why would you get the true riches, right? Right, true riches, right? Um, okay, verse, tw- verse 12, it says, and, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Right? And so, so, so it starts, you know, again, my own is what my purpose. So a lot of times when I'm given of my time, when I'm given of my uh, treasure, right? When I'm giving up, when I'm doing that stuff, uh, when I'm giving up myself, whether it's uh, time, treasure, trinkets, whatever you want to call it, in someone else's purpose, well, I'm positioning myself to be in purpose, right? I'm faithful in that which is someone else's. You know, Scripture says don't look, uh, esteem others better than yourself. Don't look at, don't look on uh, things of yourself. Look on the things of others. Philippians 2, 3, and 4, right? All right, now, now, now how this starts is, I've been birthed, born into this world. And so when God arrests me or when he calls me, right, out of darkness into his marvelous light, he's asking the first thing for me to do before I skip the purpose, you know, I show up. Okay, God, what you want me to do? I'll tell you what I want you to do. Let's start with this. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto me, which is your reasonable service. So at the at bare minimum, give me you. Yes. Give me you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pastor Mel. I can't do Pastor Mel, you know. See, but get, <laughs> I did okay. All right, all right. I love that song. Right? Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to bait me. Right? But but he's give me give me you. So so so. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about this this morning, and one uh, and the question came up uh, through the Suttons. Uh, these they're over our Helps Ministries. And so the question was, how do you prepare to serve, right? They didn't know we were going to talk about this today. But see how, how God works, you know, he's mixing it all in, right? And so, so, so how do you prepare? So, so people went around the world. Some people say they worship. Uh, uh, the says she spend, times with, spend time with God, spend time with the word, but asking God, you know, maybe what does he want me to do or how he wants me to impact people? Uh, some people, uh, well, Sabrina was talking about how she was a... Uh, <laughs> She was listening to something when she got up. She's like, wait a minute. I got a minister. <laughs> Maybe I need to shut that down. You know, probably just off a of default, you know. Um, she said, this noise is not going to help me hear from God. And so, so when I was asked, what I do is I really, you know, um, I do this all week. But when we get to like Saturday, like I try to really set my heart apart. Like I'm not really like, okay, make sure I do I. Do I, did I memorize this scripture? Okay, now what was that nugget that I want to share? I'm not really in all that. Actually, this, the, what I'm about to share right now, this, they, the markets will tell you, they, they done had the, the lower thirds, the information, uh, the outline. They've been on had it. Like, like I, I've been undone this. I mean, I ain't spent no time. Matter of fact, the, the rest of the week, I'm probably studying on other messages. Uh, this morning, I wasn't going over the message. I was reading uh uh, spiritual authority while I was on the bike this morning. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm doing that because 
It's more important, the closer I get to minister, I'm trying to offer my heart to God. Because I don't want it to be me. I want it to be him. If, I was, if, if I'm doing production, I'm doing the same thing. I'm on my face. Like I get up in the morning, I'm on my face. I'm doing the same thing because I don't, I, listen, all these different voices, I, I, I want to hear what God's hearing. If I'm ushering, I don't know if I need to sit that person in a particular place because they need to be connected to a particular anointing or they need to hear something. They may need to see somebody turn to a page that they wouldn't have noticed before, right? If I'm an armor bearer, I want to be prayed up the whole time because I'm, I'm, I'm backing that man of God. I'm relieving burdens. But I'm not coming in with all the cares of the world like, man, I got to do this, man. What do you want now? You want some tea? Really? What you need tea for? And why I got to be like this temperature? Come on, man. You tripping, man. Like, see, see, but I don't realize I'm, I'm, I'm not here for me. I've offered myself. I present myself as a living sacrifice. If nobody else is coming. Like, like honestly, there's a lot that I do. And I'm going to point to James because James always talks about the help that I need, right? And he, him and his wife and some other people here, they are helping some of the things I used to do. I used to do all the production stuff. Marcus is helping, right? But the thing is, Marcus, to tell you, when Marcus showed up, I was like, good, I ain't doing this no more. No, I'm still around. I still serve. I serve him now, right, and help the team because I'm not looking for nobody else to come. I'm lost in serving. You see what I'm saying? I just, I lost in service. There's things you guys have no idea you benefit from that I do on a diligent, consistent basis. Like we, I, I was talking to Marcus and Stella yesterday. We was talking about some stuff. stuff so after we, actually, we was talking about the house because we said, people, if you see stuff, let us know so we can fix it. Because if you don't let us know, we can't fix it. But see, that's a part of serving. I'm not just showing up. Y'all got that, right? You know, so, so we, one of the doors blew off of the, uh, uh, the fence. And the other one was falling off because of the wind that we had. Well, I showed up and I was like, what is that? Like, the, the, the thing was cracked. So I investigated. But actually, as soon as this happened, somebody had just let us know. Then when I investigated and I found out what happened, the person was like, well, I'll pay for it. I was like, no, you don't have to pay for it. I, we just need to know. And then now I can give you some instructions so that don't happen no more. So we fixed it, right? Uh, Ty, we fixed it, right? We fixed the other one. We just need to fix. I, I, was, I was walking outside one time. And I saw one of the uh, strips on the gate uh, was cracked. So I said, so Ty, what happened? So somebody was helping and they got close to the fence and they cracked the fence. That's Ty. I wasn't going, what? They, don't never let them go nowhere. No, I didn't do that. I was like, hey, let's work to fix it. You understand what I'm saying? So if you in here and you're working and you spill something on a chair, let us know. Right? That's called excellence. If your kid is writing on the wall, like in the bathroom, you know your child was in the bathroom, let us know. So we can, because somebody's going to show up and say, what kind of church is this? They got writing on the wall? What's this like, the rec center? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You know, they sit in something and be like, what kind of place is this? What's this, the hood? Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Shall I, shall I weave that in, Stella? You, you like I just weave that in? Oh, oh, my wife told me to weave in. It was gum on the floor. You know, so we have, you know, some games over there the kids could play. So somebody was playing and tracked gum in, but nobody said nothing. Guess what? We just need to know to get it up. And they wrote on the wall over there, too. My wife was like, get it all in, honey. Why well, ain't get it all in? So let's take care of God's house, right? Amen. That's a part of service, right? Amen. But somebody's doing these things, right? Right? So we can do these things. Don't just walk in, walk over the paper, pick the paper up. Amen. How about that, all right? That's good. That's a part of service. So present yourself as a living sacrifice. So, again, because this service is, is uh, our preparation and service is what happens. Like the, when we serve, we are being prepared for purpose, right? You, you're, you ever have a company or a business or you are over a team or you're managing somebody and they're just messing up your groove because you, you're constantly getting heat. If you have a business, you can't get stuff done because like, oh, they ain't show up again. 
Yeah, said, I don't know where they at. They said they was going to be there. Or as a manager, you're like, man, we need to get these numbers now, and you're not going to show up, right? Well, flip it, right? Because sometimes it's a reflection of us, right? We have to show up, right? We've never worried about people being faithful because we're faithful. We serve to this day. You never stop serving, right? Does that make sense? All right, good, good, good. So what's happening is when we're faithful in that which is another man's, we're living and learning to benefit others. We're living and learning. Living is the first word. And learning to benefit others. It's not about us. When we cross over into selfishness, we're blind to or we're void of purpose. So we're living and learning to benefit self only. You see what I'm saying? See, see when we're... When, when I'm purpose-driven, purpose-driven is a selfless thing, you know, because it's all about to benefit others. Anything I'm doing is going to be a benefit to others. Remember Eugene Parker was saying this. Um, uh, he was recruiting some athletes. He used to be uh, Dion's agent some years ago. He was like, listen, you want to be able to be independently wealthy so you have choice, right? So, so, so he, says, he says, the people that I know that are wealthy, they've opened up stores for service, not to make money. <laughs> they end up making money because they love what they do. <laughs> if the goal is money, let, let, let a couple storms hit. I ain't doing that no more. See, see the thing with when we came out here, we wasn't trying to pastor a church, even though we came out here by ourselves. We came out here to give ourselves to what God purposed us to do. So no matter the highs and lows, the ups and the downs, the tripping and the flipping, we ain't going nowhere. Like we never was like, oh, no, no, no. We just go join some church, be a part of the helps ministry, just, and just chill. <laughs> no. We've given ourselves for other people's lives. Does that make sense? All right, let's go to 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. Again, we're still talking about finding purpose. We're saying purpose needs to find you in place, and that place needs to find you in preparation. And, of course, preparation is found in service, right? Right? And, and, and it's communicated in the stages because then it kind of helps us to, when we go through stages, to recognize where we are, right? As opposed to somebody just giving you their opinion, okay? Just trying to give you some, some, some steps, all right? So 2 Timothy, see, Raylan agreed. Raylan's been waiting to hang out with me for a long time. So he's like, thank you. This is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> this is exactly the message that I was trying to get in, right? Thank you, Raylan, for your co-signing. All right, so 2 Timothy 3, 2. I, and and this, is, this, is, this is what happens when we're outside of service. Uh, it says, uh, verse 2, it says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, right, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. It says, Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of, of those that are good, right? So, so when we start to operate in selfishness, all these things start to manifest in our lives, like, 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 We'll, we'll break covenants easy. We'll commit to stuff that, that we won't do. There'll be like very limited follow through, right? So a circumstance got to come up. We won't do what we said we was going to do. But, but when we're committed, circumstances don't stop you. Because I guarantee you when you're committed to that concert, I keep bringing up concerts. It could be anything. I'm just, basketball game. Is that better? Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, but when we're committed to these things, I, mean, I know people on Sunday morning, especially because we actually have a, a, a professional sports team, well, a few here, but I know on Sunday you got the Panthers playing. People have scheduled their whole day. Now, we can't get them to pre-plan no other time, though. We can't get them to get prepared the night before for nothing else. But for the Panthers game, they done figured out how to come in, get a part of the service, get to their parking spot, and get to the game. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? So all of a sudden, we can plan. 
<laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic. I just think about that for a second. That's how my mind works. My mind kind of thinks in contrasts sometimes, you know. Like, hold on, how does this line up with that? You know, I noticed you, you said you can't do this, but I'm watching you do this. Or you say, well, you know, I'm not trying to show, prove nothing to nobody. This is how I, I dress. Well, I noticed for this particular event, I ain't never seen you dress like that in your life. So where did that come from? Oh, so you want to be adorned. Okay, so, so now don't take this personal. Don't, don't take this personal. But it, it was coming out, but I had to prep it first. You want to be adorned in front of the fool, but not in front of God. Something's weird about that. I'm just, I'm, to quote Pastor Dent, I'm just saying. That was for you, Pastor Dent. Right? Just, I just, 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 let's just think through it. Uh, so Philippians 2.21, I'll give you this. You don't necessarily have to go there, but please write it down and, and so you can see for yourself. It says, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. For all seek their own, but not the things that are Jesus Christ. Philippians 2.21, right? Right? And, and so, so, so again, so we're not going to serve properly. And when we're not serving properly, we use our intellect to maneuver around purpose tests, right? As opposed, we use our intellect for protective custody or, or to guard against looking bad. But our intellect was given to us for purpose. You know, I was telling this young man over here, you know, this is a very smart young man. God's going to do great things in his life. But we got to get him calibrated to the kingdom. That's what we've been teaching on kingdom priorities, right? You know, uh, and, 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 you know, you may or may not show up on Wednesday. You may watch, you may not watch. But you need to get everything connects for a reason. And the interesting thing is you can say, you might say it's too deep, this, that, and the other. But it can't be that deep because I heard Austin come up and break down, crystallize the message. Austin is nine. Right? And, and you'll hear from Austin doing Fast Week. He's, he's ministering Fast Week. He actually requested it. But this is what he did. Don't, that don't mean I'm going I'm I'm to say yes because you do exactly what Austin did. Austin did what he was supposed to do to fulfill his purpose. He didn't come up to me and say, can I, can I minister? He walked up. I was sitting in the back. He says, hey, could you talk to God and see if it's okay for me to minister doing fast week? This was last year. And you know what God said? <laughs> that young man going to be ministering that fast. But he didn't come like just because he thought he, he making a request. Well, I'm making a request. You know, I'm a little kid. You know you, you, you know, you love the kids, don't you? No. He said, hey, make sure it's God. Now, what I'm saying is go back and look at Wednesday. Listen to Austin at the end. And him crystallizing the message. You have to listen to the message to understand what Austin's saying. See, I set you up to listen to the whole message. Right. But he broke it down at nine. So I'm going to tell y'all right now, don't watch it online and in the house. If y'all ever tell me, why is this too deep and you're going too fast or I just, it's just too much, you know, because you simplify. He's nine. <laughs> and he ain't the only one. I've seen Zamane come up, Zamir come up. Ari come up and ain't Carter come up and they ain't talking crazy either. Right? They're actually talking about what the message was talking. Uh, listen, Austin is so sweet. Austin comes up with notes. And he's reading from the notes that he took in the service. Oh, 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 oh. You can't tell me you can't take notes. He's nine. I've been waiting to use that ever since Wednesday. I've been waiting to use that. He's nine, so, so nobody has excuses. Taking notes. Hold on, wait. He's taking notes and on his tablet. I'm not joking. Because sometimes I'm like, Austin oh, so ain't going to have nothing today because he's on his tablet. That dude will come up with his notes because he's on his tablet. When he hears something, he'll be like, oh, I got to put that down. Then he go back to his tablet. At nine. So what's our excuse? Okay, all right. Now, some of y'all going to take that and still operate on your default and then wonder why you're not being blessed like Austin. 
<laughs> hey, I'm hey. Right, so you see, so again, when we're, when we're not really playing off a of purpose, we're playing off of self, everything's about self. I want to maneuver around tests because tests are uncomfortable. Right? So I'm going to use my intellect, Zamein, I'm going to use my intellect to get around things as opposed to to embrace things. I'm going to use my intellect for protective custody. I just don't want to look bad. I don't want to find out what I need not to do things to look bad. I just don't, I'm going to do things to look bad and I'm going to use my intellect for you to just keep the heat off me. Don't address what I'm actually doing. Right? So I'm going to use all my intellect. Man, I'm going to make you think you're crazy. You could be talking, you know, you have somebody talking to you, you'd be talking, or you've talked to somebody, you'd be like, all right, so, so, uh, this is what I need you to do. That right there is just, is just messing up our whole flow. Mm. Oh, you talking about what you did the other day? No, no, no. No, what you did is mess up our whole flow. Well, oh, oh, so, 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 what you trying to say? I did such and such. Well, you did this. Well, wait, we wasn't talking about that. No, no, no. Okay, well, hold on. And the other day you did this. Well, I might be doing what I'm doing because you did what you did to cause me to do what I'm doing. Matter of fact, you probably need to get yourself together. And you'd be like, oh, man, my bad. Like, maybe I'm tripping. You use the whole intellect to flip the script, twist it around till you not get what you need to change. Let's go, go back to Philippians, or we're in Philippians 2, right? Let's go back up to, because I, I, I shared this, but I want to read it. Uh, verse 2. Philippians 2, verse 2. All right, it says, Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Now, what type of mind is that, right? Verse 3. It says, Let nothing be done through strife, or vain glory, right? That's about self, right? It says, but in lowliness of mind, that means humility. In lowliness, so we can say in humility, let each esteem other better than themselves, right? Verse four, look not every man on his own things. Now, now how many men? Now, it says every man, but underneath man is male and female. So, so, so we could say, look not every person on his own things, on their own things, but every person also on the things of others, right? So, so sometimes we're not mindful of nothing around us but ourselves, right? So we're missing out on service, we're missing out on preparation, but we're still looking for purpose. You see how, see how it is? Let's, let's go to 1 Corinthians, because I got to give y'all chapter and verse, you know, these are... These are uh, Bible people around here, right? All right, so let's, let's, let's uh, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20. This is not too far away from Philippians. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20. 1 Corinthians 6, I'm just saying it just so people have time to find it. All right? All right, so, so we, we already know Jesus died for our sins, right? We keep... You know, I surrender and all types of stuff, right? We know that, right? You know, we give our little testimonies. Well, I thank God Christ died for my sins, right? Well, look here. Look here. He ain't just be dying. He ain't, I know that's not good English. He ain't just be dying. I know exactly what I said, right? I'm actually paying attention, right? It says, for ye are brought, you are, for ye are bought with a price, King James Version. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, the interesting thing is because we live in this world of spirit, soul, and body. So the interesting thing is you see the, the, the body saying it's not your own. So a lot of times you, 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 we get funky when we hear about modesty, right? You know, and because we, we, we've crossed over to this place where we go, I'm grown. And again, we think grown is now I can do what I want to do. Uh, was someone, somebody was talking about that. You was talking about that, right? She was, uh, she was, she was, we was talking about, uh, uh, when scripture Colossians three, put filter communications out of your mouth. And so, uh, was it, was it, is it lady B? Uh, <laughs> so V over here says, uh, uh, well, you know, I figure it's my house. I'm doing what I want. So I think it was hope would come to the house. Right. Just, 
it was a long time ago. It's okay. Like, you know, see, using your intellect to make sure you don't look bad. Just embrace the opportunity of humility. Just, just stay with me. Stay, stay out of the sermon. All right? <laughs> All right? So hope will come a long time ago. Was you happy? All right? And, and hope will be talking to her about what she's saying and stuff like that. She was like, well, I'm grown. It's my house. I, I, I roll like I want to. But wait a minute. She's a Christian. So as soon as I sign on to be a Christian, count the cost. My life's not my own. I've been bought with a price. I glorify God in my body. <laughs> Woo! And I messed a whole lot of people up with that one out there in TV land, not the people here. Uh, so, so, and in my spirit. So sometimes we sign on to Christ. We go, you know, I'm giving my spirit to the Lord, this, that, and the other. But you giving your body to him? Are you walking in modesty? Because it's not the adorning of the outward appearance, it's the adorning of the heart. Right? Right? So that's 1 Corinthians 20. Now, the interesting thing, the soul ain't mentioned there. You know why? Because the Bible's talking to the soul. It's saying soul, your mind, your will, your intellect, your imagination. It says, hey, your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your body. So when you make choices and you're thinking of what you do with your body, that's God's, and in your spirit. Just like Galatians 5 is talking to the soul. Walk, hey, soul, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Right? Yes. Matthew 26, 41. Hey, soul, the spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak. Amen. All right, you got me so far? This is good? I mess, I mess some folk up with that scripture. Because y'all be, once I said, like, y'all, when y'all ask questions, we got to have answers. So that's the answer to, well I, well, I don't understand. This is my body. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And that's not sarcasm. That's the word. All right. See what you do with that now. See, see, see what's your comeback for that? <laughs> We're going to come against God. <laughs> all right, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. Now I'm just having fun with y'all. Y'all right? Yay. Don't be so sensitive. We're trying to harmonize the God, right? We're trying to figure what's the problem, what the problem is. Right? We're not presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice like we should, right? All right, so 2 Corinthians 5, 14. All right, because see, see, one, I'm trying to operate in service. Now, it's going to be hard to operate in service sometimes because flesh going to want to get in the way, right? Right? Sometimes I'm going to be doing things that is not lining up with somebody that's giving themselves to God, right? But I'm still going to want the rewards of purpose, but I'm not fully prepared. See, because God has to know when I put you on that platform, you're going to represent me. Me meaning him, not yourself. <laughs> right? And so sometimes we, we, we boast that, Lord, once you get me here, it's all going to be about you. Lord says, well, how are you doing with the lease? It should be about me now. You're going to develop the habit with, with less of demand of temptation to be able to handle greater temptations. But if you can't handle temptations at this level, are you honestly think you're going to be able to handle temptations where you have unlimited choices? Man, please. Who are you kidding? Who are you fooling? All right, so 2 Corinthians 5, 14. It says, for the love of Christ constraineth us. That's, our, that, that's what keeps us from doing things outside of his will. Because we thus judge that if one die for all, then we're all dead. Okay. Right? It says, and he that died for all, that they which live should not henceforth, um, should not henceforth live unto themselves. But unto him which, ooh, died for them and rose again. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let me see this. For the love of Christ constraineth us. What was that love? He died for us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Gave his life for us. Right? So if somebody gave their life for you, feel you owe them, right? He says, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Mm-hmm. So all our feelings are dead. All our personal preferences are dead. All the things that we think, I think this is how I really feel on the inside. This is who I am. That's dead. 
Right? We good? Well, I think this is the way I want to do it. No, that's there too. Right? Okay, let's keep reading the next word. It says, and that he died for all, right? That they which live, that's us who call ourselves Christians, right? Should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. My life is not my own. I'm dead with Christ. The life that I now live is Christ who lives in me. So all this, how I feel, personal preferences, this is where yeah, I'm finally being me. No, you died. <laughs> or, or, see, Pastor Mel, it, I didn't say it. Pastor Mel said, or should have. And so I want the purpose. The purpose is earmarked for the died person. Not for the person that's trying to resurrect the old man. The Bible says mortify the old man in his deeds. We still trying to resurrect the old person. Oh, no. Hold, hold on. Hold on a second. Yo, player, you don't understand where I'm from. Who cares? The, the person, right now you're from Christ. So Christ gets to respond. Not Nork. See, see, North gets resurrected when I'm trying to prove myself to them, not trying to please him. So guess what? I can look like a fool, and I have. I know what to say. I know how to respond. Oh, listen, I can shut it all down. But guess what? I'm willing, my life is, I'm laying down my life. So I don't get to shut it down. I have to invite an opportunity for humility. But guess what? I'm humbling myself on the side of God because he's the only person that sees the person thinks I'm weak. But I'm humbling myself on the side of God. The Bible says I get exalted in due time. Whoa! I'm about to get elevated to purpose because I passed the test. See, see, so I was in preparation. While I was in service, I felt I mastered it. So then the test came to see where I really was. To humble me, to prove me, to see what I keep his commandments or not. Deuteronomy 8 2. Right? But every time I responded with the old person, what are we, the Terminator? Like we just, just keep rising up? You know, like what are we doing? <laughs> see, can't even get through a sermon around here. See, the thing is, our life has to be not about us. When we did, it cannot be about us. Now we're ready for purpose. You're selected for service because your life is not your own. God knows whatever platform I use this person on, there are people on, on high levels can't get no ministry because people get on the levels and get taken over. We, people become lots. Like, and so, okay, so, 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 so in, in, in our culture, in this world system, you have levels. You have, uh, you have a, a, a culture of manipulation, right? Stay with me. Culture of manipulation. Now, it starts out with the first stage. The first stage is called suggestibility. So when you go to a new platform, everything has already been moving on that platform, and the suggestions can be overwhelming. Now, when you're at a young level, you, it happens in high school. You go to high school, and there, people are feeding you styles, uh, lifestyles, clothing styles, you know, uh, language styles. All these things are being presented to you. Sometimes not even you only have to get to school, just in your neighborhood. Sometimes you don't have to get to the neighborhood, just in your house, right? All these things are what we call suggestibility. You still have choice. You don't have to conform, you can transform, right? All right, so it starts out with suggestibility. But, but the goal is not to leave you a suggestibility. Now I need to, if, if you're not moved just on a suggestion, now my next level is called contagion. Contagion is to get you to go with the flow. So when you go to these platforms, like some of y'all are going to have a tremendous amount of wealth. But when you get to that platform, you're going to experience another level of suggestibility, and at first you may go, man, please, I'm a Christian, I don't do that. 
Or they, they ain't going to stop there. Now they're going to hit you with contagion. They're going to try to get you to go with the flow. That means they may, they, they, they're not going to punk you. They're just going to suggest stuff and hope you go, well, it's probably not really not that bad. That's what happened with some people when they go to these award shows and they're Christian artists. They, they, some of them are solid artists. They figure, this is what they said. They're saying, man, I'm going to go to this show and I'm going to minister to folk. Then they get in there. They were already getting a suggestibility, but they blew that stuff off. Like, what, man, please? Then they got into the environment, and no one was evil, acting evil. They were doing subtle evil things, and they just got them to go with the flow. Once they got them to go with the flow, now their next move is called submergence. Submergence is to take you over. But when we walk around, <laughs> I'm a Christian, everything cool, it's okay. Well, you know, it ain't no big deal. <laughs> ain't no big deal. Come on, Mr. Like the Bible says to walk circumspectly. Yeah. You got to pass that test too. Yes, yes. That's a part of preparation too. You just can't be around people because they got financial status and you ain't going to minister to them. Amen. People come visit you, you don't come to church. Because they're visiting what was you doing before they visited? So you should still be coming to church. Amen. You know what that's called? Go with the flow. You go around their environment, they're going to do exactly what they were doing before you came. How come you change? See, all that is tests. And then you go in for a promotion or you thought you was about to get this financial breakthrough and it don't happen. You're like, well, I don't understand this, that, and the other. You were tested that week when that person came around. God saying, if I give you this wealth, do you understand who's coming around? Oh, no, no, you ain't ready. You ain't ready for this. <laughs> All right. See, remember that woman? Oh, this is good. Let's go to Matthew 15. Let's go to Matthew 15. Because some of us need to take on this spirit right here, right here. Uh, Matthew 15, and we'll start at 22, verse 22. Matthew 15, we'll start at 22. Thank God something else. He's giving us what we need. Well, Pastor Mel said, yeah, hey, we got to receive, Right? Right? Okay, now. <laughs> uh, 22, it says, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast uh, and cried unto him. This is Jesus. The previous verse said Jesus came into the coast. Uh, cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now, she's asking for mercy for someone else, Right? And she says she's vexed with the devil. And Jesus, who's the Messiah, he binding and loosing all the time, right? Yeah. So you would think the obvious thing is what? Oh, I got you covered. Because we all think Jesus operates in kindness only. Right? That's the next verse. But he answered her not a word. See, see, so if pastor don't respond to us, we get offended because we think based on how we see the emergency or how we see how we feel at that moment, I'm supposed to respond the same way. But then sometimes I don't utter a word. <laughs> and his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she cried after us. Because they saw him not respond. They was like, oh, she's a little peasant anyway. She's not a part of our crew. But he answered and said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So they confused. You didn't respond to her. Man, you don't want us to send her away. And you say you sent for the lost sheep, right? And then, then came she and worshipped him. Now, first she made a request. But she took it to a whole nother level. Right? Then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered. Now, she worshipped. So, she, she's like, she adored him. Some of us, that's all you need. Somebody pump you up. Look, look at his response. <laughs> but he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. His response to her pumping him up and worshiping him. He called her a dog. <laughs> He's messing you up, ain't he? 
And she said, truth. Look, this is what she said. This is her response. See, some of us are going to go Newark or wherever you're from. <laughs> right? She didn't do that. She says, she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. She embraced it. Call me what you want. I'm not here for me anyway. I don't care what you call me, how you talk about me. My feelings ain't got nothing to do with this. I know you got power, and I'm going to tell you what, I ain't going nowhere until I get the power. You can talk about me, dog me out, call me anything you want. 28, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. See, he called great faith giving yourself on, for, on behalf of someone else, serving to benefit others. That's the faith that pulls down purpose. Not the selfish thinking about yourself, right? Let's look here at uh, Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11, we just got a few minutes left. Proverbs 11. If we had an hour left, you should want to get it, but because you'll sit in a seminar for two hours and leave with, leave beholding nothing. <laughs> beholding nothing. <laughs> right? Right? So, you spend an hour with God and you're trying to rush out for what? All right, so, that was a nice, Keith. Proverbs 11, verse 25. I mean, I love the scripture, you know, um, taught me a lot. Uh, and I try to live this. But it says, the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Another verse says, the generous soul shall be made fat. Proverbs eleven twenty five, The generous soul shall be made fat. So a person that's trying to increase in anything is a person that operates in a core foundation of generosity. And when God sees that, he can take you to higher levels because no matter what level he takes you to, you're going to live in generosity. And if you live in generosity, he can use you at every platform to be a blessing to others. But, but that person is made fat because they're giving more because all they're going to do is pour it out. But the, now, now, we're not talking about um, penance because you have people that, that oh, uh, they just gave. Uh, uh, some people do this with the right heart. I'm just using this example. Uh, they just gave 3,000 turkeys to such and such. Okay. Who's to say that was generous? They got a billion dollars. They spent $10,000 on turkeys. It's relative. And they did it just for, and they, and, and they called the news station. So the news station would know they gave out the $10,000. So was it about the people or was it about the publicity? They got something out the deal. Was that generous? Okay, all right. <laughs> I love this family. All right. So finding our purpose or our purpose place is the key to this freedom of generosity. It's where our preparation for purpose dwells, right? And in our finding our place to be faithful in another man's, to serve in another man's, have a young man. Uh, I met him. He was uh, pursuing professional. Well, his next goal was to be a professional football player. He was playing college. Start talking to him. So when I was doing Bible study on this campus, we start talking about faithfulness. And man, I saw this guy. Man, he would. They would play. This is I was in Ohio, so they would play Wisconsin up there in the cold. So that by the time they get home, it's like three, four in the morning. He would be at the seven forty-five service. We had every excuse not to be there. You know, we were building, we had a building project. It was, you know, to build a, a huge building. And, you know, needed people to come in just to, you know, because a lot of times they build and they just have a lot of waste. You know, he was in there shoveling the waste, picking up the bricks. Just consistently faithful. And he was, at, he was actually forgotten. He was so forgotten on the, on, on the campus because when, you know, when these guys play top, college football, they, they put them in the games. You know, if you go look up that, that team, you know, you'll see that player. He wasn't even in the game. Like in the Madden game, he was on the team, 
but he wasn't included as one of the players in the game. He was faithful, consistently faithful. He ended up being the only person on his team drafted in the first round. You know what I'm saying? His faithfulness is key. He was faithful in that which is another man. And he obviously, I mean, he isn't playing in the NFL right now, but he operates like that to this day. See, the Bible says they that, that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in our courts. How do we plant ourselves in the house? By service, not just by showing up, not just putting our names on the roll, but we dig deep in the service. We get lost in serving, as my wife always says. That's how we get our roots in. It's where purpose matures. It's where purpose builds the character to handle the obstacles ahead. So a lot of times we don't have the, the character to handle what our gifting is going to produce because we out here just doing whatever we want to do. That doesn't build character. That pacifies the flesh. And the flesh is what you're going to comfort, but not punking the flesh to build your character to handle with all these platforms are going to come at you, do you think that that's healthy? Like you're just sitting around just, you know, waiting to get to a point where you could do what you wanted to do? There is no strength in that. And there's no maturity in that. See, knowing our relationship with the Lord is what constrains us, gives us the strength of character, right? See, when we, when we find a place of service and preparation, we can call it our purpose place. It's when we're in a place, when we're in place, we have the fortitude, the nutrients, the foothold to keep us focused on the, on the deep dig. Because we got to dig deep to bury our roots, to handle what comes at us. You ever, you ever like things were going well in your life and all of a sudden it seems like, things are crashing all around you, craziness around you. Well, it's showing that I wasn't ready for that level. It doesn't mean it's over. It just means we're supposed to learn from that. You know what? I aborted preparation too soon. Soon as I saw I, I was capable of doing things. You know, you ever see the overconfident person? They, they, they couldn't do nothing. You know, there's one thing I was teaching my son as he's growing. You know, when I, when I came into his life, you know, he was playing basketball because he was taller than everybody, but he was awkward, you know, you know, just his groove, you know, he didn't like to mix it up, you know, it'd be like, uh, this is my wife, she's just, what's wrong with him? You know, he's, you know, it'd be like a, this is back in the day, so this was a long time ago. This is a long time ago, you know, but like if they was getting rebounds, he would be like this, you know? And so I took him with me everywhere I went. I let people beat him up, to be honest with you. Like, grown men. Like, she wasn't there. She would have been mad. But I let him knock him around. One time somebody hit him so hard, and he ran off the court. And on the outside, you're like, well, isn't that his father? But on the inside, I was like, I hope he's all right. Like, but I can't go because he got to learn from this. I was like, but it looked like he died. You know, like, I mean, that's how hard he got hit. Uh, but he came back. But eventually, he was able to deal with uh, – People banging, attacking, and this, that, and the other. I was trying to teach him how to build things. Well, when he got good, he, I mean, he got, like, extremely good. Like, couldn't miss, this, that, and the other. You know, he starts scoring 40s and stuff like that. Well, then it was like, well, I'm, I got it from here. It wasn't over. You know, he hadn't really got to where he was going. It was just like, <laughs> I know, I know what I'm doing. Well, this is what we do. We smell a little bit of success, a little bit of money, a little bit of opportunity. Now we abort preparation because we figure I could just take it from here. Then we get to levels that start to crash on us. We'd have been ready for that if we understand that, yes, you've arrived at a particular level. Enjoy it. Have fun at it. And reset yourself for the next level. Right? Right? Don't, don't, don't. You, you relax. Satan and sin is lying at the door, ready to take your behind out. And as much as you have, which is more than you had before, more than the people around you, it ain't even close. Like, you, it's a drop in a bucket to what God had planned for you. Right? But we got to be able to embrace and, and, and stay locked in and stay in place. Right? Right? 
See, see, when we're in this purpose place, we're we're immune from compromise, right? Because we're we're locked in. We're under his tabernacle, under his covering. And, and and I was thinking about this. Something happens when you're in place. And we was talking about how uh, over in health ministry, we were saying how you know a lot of times people don't come in the house, uh, but they met in the upper room for a reason. And when they met in the upper room and they was in agreement and they was on one accord, the power of God showed up. And when, when they were uh, decided to build the temple, they built this temple. So it was a collection of people being faithful in another man's to build God's temple. And they put it into spe- uh, 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 specific specifications. Matter of fact, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't uh, crack any... Uh, um, mortar or nothing inside the temple. That's how, that's how excellent it was. And, and, they, and they, they built the stones so, so accurately you could just set them in place and they would support everything you did. It was like that thorough. Like normally you got to measure stuff, line it up with another stone, but they was, see, they had to have a clear mind to do this. Matter of fact, it says they were endowed with understanding. Endued with understanding, the scripture says. So they, they, all the craftsmen had supernatural ability to do stuff. Stuff that, 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 that people need all types of tools to do. They could see it and it was right. They didn't have to measure. I was picking with Marcus about that all the time. They didn't have to measure. They could look. Yeah, that goes right there. Right? This is how thorough they was. They, they painted the place in gold and silver. No, the paint was gold, like real gold. Right? And they, they had, but, but see, other people were faithful because the lumber was free. They sent it from Lebanon. Here, because of your father David. Here, here, yeah. They just kept sending stuff, right? Right? Just, just to, so it was a collective effort. People sent stuff. People uh, set themselves apart to hear how to put it in place, how to put it in place, how to put it in place, right? When everything was in place, in its proper place, it said the power of God came in. It was so strong, the priest couldn't stand to minister. So we'd be looking, hey, revival, revival. How about we get in place? <laughs> See, revival don't bl- bring you in place. Revival is a result of you being in place. That's why all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, waiting for us to get to our rightful place. That was 1 Kings 8, 10 through 14, by the way. You can go read that story out for yourself. Um, well, you can read, no, you can read the whole chapter. <laughs> the whole chapter. I didn't want to read the whole chapter right now for you guys, right? Um, maybe we'll, we'll do that next week, okay? Well, uh, no, let's see. Next week is, I got to remember what the week is. Next Sunday is a service, and then the Monday is fast week. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll do it next week then. I'm just trying to, because after fast week, we have another message. So, All right, well, let's stand on your feet. That's all for today.